Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for a week. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like, a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh-huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So, fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Girl. Girl. <laughs> I'm back from the Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii. I got off the plane and I got laid. You... <laughs> <laughs> You know, usually if Steve were here, he would have he would have bogarted that dad joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the eye roll for mm. days. You do look sun kissed though. Thank I you, have girl. to say, you look gorgeous as always, though. But oh, I mean, come on, God, who am I kidding? The best. Thanks, Jillian Pensavale, Patrick Hines. Burn it up. You guys, before we get to the show. Come see us live. Come to our part show. Please. Listen, these tickets are going fast. They're almost gone. Oh, my God. I know. O- almost all of the floor seats are gone. You guys, June 29th, we're, we're covering the definitive Stonewall documentary called Stonewall yes. Uprising. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. I'm going to be a mess, but in a good way. Yeah, and you guys, like, that day is the 50th. It's, that it's, very it's, day. It's, it's, this is not hyperbole. It's no. Not like, it's not the year. It's right. like the it's day. It's the very day. Like, the, to the minute. It's going to be insane. Special yeah. guests. we got the drag queens. we got the comic to open for us. Yeah. My amazing sister's going to be there. Did I say that she's done like six tours between Afghanistan, Iraq, and and Africa? I love her. I just six tours with the military. I should say not like not like dancing for Beyonce. Right? No, no, no. (laughs) Um, I love her already. I just want her to like. She's gonna love you. Okay, great. She's gonna love you. Um, you guys, the Patreon. (gasps) If you want more of us, if you want to binge like eighty episodes right away. I mean, at, at least 80. At least. We're talking episode point. by episode coverage of The Jinx, Serial, Making a Murderer, The Staircase. We have at least 20 episodes of Making a Murderer. Yes, I know. It's true. So when you think about it that way, there's at least 80. 80 sounds like we're, we're I know. just lowballing like them. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys, you can't. You, you just can't beat it. And lastly, you guys, our contest, don't forget, rate us five stars on iTunes. Write at least one sentence about what you love. Uh, include your Instagram handle or your Twitter handle. And we are giving away our original garbage bell. very 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 first one that doesn't necessarily bell as much as no, she did she bell needs is a, a verb home. now yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have to foster the bell yes exactly <laughs> she's going out to the farm on May 15th we're going to gather our top 100 favorite 5 star reviews and we're going to put them all in a hat we're going to pull one out and that person's going to be the recipient of our very first garbage bell yeah Um, I have 
have one announcement. Oh, girl, yes, tell the people. Okay, so you guys know Super Hot Husband Mike. Of if course. you've been to any of the live shows, you've seen him. He's amazing and super hot and super funny. So he has a podcast. It's called Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. Their first episode came out today. I listened to it. It's super funny and super weird uh-huh. and like not safe for work and crazy <laughs> and bizarre. Like, this is the. Remember when I was telling you about the uh, Werner Herzog interview Steve Zahn? I think about it all the time. It's in episode one. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I produced it. It's so amazing. I'm just so proud of him. So it's out now. Like, go subscribe and it's tedandmichael.com and they're at Ted and Michael on all the things. And, and what's it called Ted again? Michael. It's called Ted and Michael Reads Sketches into Microphones. It's very, very clear. <laughs> that The title of it is the clearest about it. Because totally. then you're like, what sketch am I getting next? And it's like, you guys were just all along for this ride together. But uh, Ted and Mike worked super, super hard on it. And I'm just really proud of them. And it's funny and weird. And you guys are funny and weird. So yeah. get into it. You're going to love that. Girl. Girl, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Southwest of Salem. This one was a doozy. It was. It was um, a doozy for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yes. I, I really loved this documentary. I did too. And I think I it was a doozy for me because we are just coming off of, again, drink if I've said it, uh, 20 <laughs> episodes of Making a Murderer. 20 episodes. So this, a, a lot of this felt rushed to me, but I feel right. like maybe if you're watching it for the first time, it doesn't feel rushed no. at yeah, all. No, yeah, 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 um, But Southwest of Salem, it's called the, the story of the San Antonio Four. It's very much like the West Memphis Three, the Central Park Five. Oh, yeah. They're using that term to try to uh, stir up some awareness yes. for, for the case. Yes. Satanic cults, satanic ritual abuse has become the fastest growing and most controversial psychological phenomenon in the country. It's a modern twist to an ancient story. Investigated their world of covens and sacrifices. This case is probably the last gasp of the satanic ritual abuse panic. Allegations were made that four young women had gang raped these two little girls. My attorney said that I would lose. Nobody wants to go against a child. The whole scenario sounds like a porn movie, a man's version of what women do in their spare time. They got on the bed and they started touching me. What did they say? They were silent. It's too bizarre. It's almost dreamlike. The case, it went off track in about every way you could. According to the people in court, this is what gay people do. A little kid. If this was an easy case, someone would have snapped it up a long time ago. These are people's lives. How did this get past the media, the jury, the appeals process, their defense lawyers? Until we get the exoneration, we won't actually be freed of any of this. The modern version of the witchcraft trials. Okay, you guys, so Southwest of Salem, by the way, which is like one of our most requested documentaries. Yes. It's about four lesbian women from Texas. San Antonio. San Antonio, who are like accused of a, like a horrendously heinous crime. Yeah. Truly heinous. Yeah. Heinous is a weird word for me to say. It felt weird coming out of my mouth. Have you not watched Law and Order SVU? Because that's in <laughs> no. the beginning of every episode. Crimes heinous. that are considered especially heinous. That's so weird. To investigate these felonies, they call in an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Bum, bum. <laughs> 
So it opens with like real shaky, like home video footage from like the year 2000. We don't really know where we are or what we're doing. It looks like we're walking into a courthouse. Right. But then cut to like an interview with this woman named Anna Vasquez. Mm -hmm. First of all, I did not know this story at all. I Mm -hmm. didn't know if they were good, if they had done it, if they were bad, if they went to jail, if they didn't. I'm watching this part of the documentary for one minute. I was like, are we, where are we? We're in jail. You you didn't get that she was in prison with the white jumpsuit and the empty. No, no, no. It's like where Miss Kitty was. (laughs) I've always wondered where the story that they came up with actually came from. You know, where did it, uh, where did it all begin? And I wish I had an answer for you, but I, I really don't. I, all I can do is speculate. So Anna Vasquez, she was she's 37 today when we meet her, present day in the in the documentary. She's born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, and she tells us she came out to her mother at around 18. Yes. And she describes like it's really hard to be gay, number one, and also a gay woman in a conservative place like San Antonio. So Anna's a badass. All these women are badasses. Yes, totally. Like self-sufficient, the- independent, tough, strong, smart women. But also like they also f- all feel so warm to me. Uh, totally. You know what I mean? That's why I look at them and I'm like, I know I should like, ugh, <laughs> Facebook come for me. But it's like you look at them and you're like, they didn't do this thing. No, yeah, 100%. They just didn't. They're the kind of ladies that like introduce themselves with a hug, not a handshake. You know oh. what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And it's like, I never want to give up this hug. I know. It's a warm hug. Like, you can lean into it. And Very it's cozy. Sturdy. They yeah. smell really, really good. It's like a Robbie hug. You're just yeah, like, exactly. I don't want to go. Don't leave me. Yeah. But we learned th- we learn about Anna. Like, she dropped out of college because she couldn't afford it. It doesn't mean she wasn't going to go back. She was going to, like, work and get the money and then go back. Excuse you. Where did she work? Little Caesars. Little Caesars is my favorite pizza. I don't care that I live in New York. Little Caesars is my favorite. Well, you have to have ranch on it. I <laughs> when she when she said the mom was like she went to work at Little Caesars to make money and I was like and because the food is delicious and then you were like pizza pizza right <laughs> so while Anna was at work at Little Caesars yeah she meets Cassie Cassie who is so beautiful gorgeous yeah and Cassie had just left her ex husband she had two kids who were really really young yeah and they. There was a spark. Since we're in San Antonio, we would go to the carnivals, and we all decided to go, and that night, we were just stuck to each other. That's what started our relationship. She kissed me that night, and it was over. <laughs> and Anna and Cassie, like, were off and running. They felt like they were at one together. There's this beautiful footage of them on the beach. Oh, they're putting, like, suntan lotion on each other and not, like, in the gross couple way. So they fall in love. They move in together with Cassie's kids. Yeah, and, and Anna has this whole thing about how, like, I wasn't really ready for it, but uh, I rose to the challenge. I was super in love. Yeah. So, like, I'll, yeah, I'll raise these kids. So then we meet Liz. So Liz becomes Cassie and Anna, who are a couple. Like, they're home away from home. Right. My mom, when she found out that me and Anna were in a relationship, she wasn't happy about it, you know? So our families are very Catholic. They're very religious. Well, my mom, you know, she called me a lot of ugly names. And that was hard. And as far as my family accepting, I couldn't go home and be who I was. So... We ended up spending a lot of time with Liz at her apartment. So they're always hanging out at Liz's house. We're going to get back to Liz in in a little bit, but we have to meet Christy first. (laughs) Because Christy was also part of this friend crew. She dated Liz for a little while. (laughs) They they all knew each other in high school. They were on the basketball team, the volleyball team. Like, they all went to high school. They were just, like, thick as thieves. I went to, like, a... What are the chances of four lesbians going to the same high school at the same time? In San Antonio, Texas. Those odds are... That's the dream, isn't it? (laughs) My goodness. So 
a little bit more about Liz, right? Liz yeah. was the home away from home. Liz is pregnant, and Javier. Oh, just a little foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Javier is Liz's sister named Rosemary. Yeah. Rosemary's ex-husband. Right. At this point. Javier was super hitting on Liz. Inappropriately writing her all these notes. When she's 16 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So since she was 16, like up through her pregnancy. Right. Javier is a dirtbag. He's a dirtbag. And so Liz, Liz had been dating women and then she gets pregnant and then Javier swoops in having divorced her sister. Right. And at that time he was like, you know, I can take care of him. I was like, no, the baby has a father. And that's when he asked me, well, why don't you just let me marry you and take care of you? And I was like, no, no. You know, for one, I didn't grow up that way. You know, I had morals and values. And that was my sister's ex-husband. And what would I look like doing anything like that? Yeah, she's like, what? But Where it's like W-U-T, what? (laughs) That's that's Liz about Javier, like, what? So then one day, garbage Javier brings his two daughters, who are Liz's nieces, to, to her house. Yeah. And at this point, our four heroes are there. Right, the four women are there, and these these daughters, the Liz's nieces, we're gonna be with them for a week. Right, I'm always been family oriented. I think family is very important, so I've always supported everyone in my family or been around them or anything. So they were a part of that. You know, it was a normal, natural family thing. You go pick up your nephews and nieces, and you you know hang out. They stay with you, things like that. It's a normal life. Just imagine, like, four warm, young, fun lesbians just like being your your cool aunties for a week. That's what it was. And, like, they were all taking turns, like, taking care of the kids and feeding the kids. There's all these home videos of them just, like, playing and goofing around. Like, they were having the best time. Right. So this is where things start to go crazy. Yeah. We meet Debbie Nathan. Yeah. From the National Center for Reason. Right. And Justice. And she's with us throughout. She's very, very smart. And she tells us this. A couple of months after these little girls had spent a week, allegations were made that the four young women had gang raped these two little girls over a period of two days. So then Anna gets a call, like right around the same time, from one of the detectives, and she's like, What? Yeah. <laughs> Ellipsis, what? Yeah. And then he also talks to Liz. Then it's like, five, six, seven, eight, all four women are being accused. All four of our I girls are, are accused. And of course, like these these women, because it's so insane that this they would even be accused of anything horrible. Right. They do the thing yep. where it's like, well, you know, of, I didn't do anything. Of course I'll talk to the cops. You guys, nobody do this. Look, Everybody get a goddamn lawyer. And we have been dragged a little in the Facebook group about us saying, like, if you didn't do anything, talk to the cops. We don't say talk to a cops without a lawyer. Right. Maybe we should specify yes. we're doing it this minute. Yes, 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 yes. Get a lawyer. You believe as you're growing up that if you tell the truth, everything's going to be fine. You know? A couple people told me you need an attorney. Why would I need an attorney? I'm I'm innocent. There's nothing, you know, that ever happened. So I went ahead and cooperated with them, and it, it seemed to turn out to be a mistake, the biggest mistake, you know? you I cooperated fully, and it seems like I just dug deeper. So Liz, the the aunt of these two little girls yes. who are supposedly accusing these four women of assaulting them, she gives birth to her little boy. Yes. Three days later, 
they arrest her. And her lawyer sucked. Her lawyer at the time was like, I don't have any plans. I think it's just going to be you and the three of them. Wait, so they split They split them up. They try Liz on her own, and then Anna, Cassie, and Chrissy are all tried together. Right. And, and like, throw back to West of Memphis, like, Damien had his own trial because he was the, quote, ringleader. Right, that's and right. And then Jesse and Jason had their own. They do this all the time. And, you know, Anna tells us that, like, my lawyer said to my face, He said I would lose because of the, the charges. The charges. Nobody wants to go against a child. But he said that I would fight. He's like, I will fight for you if that's what you choose to do. So we fought. And that that's where it gets murky, right? Because if you if little girls say this to you, it's like you believe victims, right? right. And that's totally valid. It's like this is the wor- this is like the worst circle of hell I could even imagine. I know. Where it's like they didn't do it, there was no crime committed, but how do you like refuse these little girls? Like it's well, horrible. And then especially when they get the girls to testify, Anna, even now, all these years later, is looking at the camera like I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was baffled. I, I couldn't believe it. They said that they were screaming and that uh we were inserting objects in them, and the things that they say we did, I just can't even imagine. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and Liz especially is just like, they're, they're my family. Right. We were taking care of them, and like, some of us had, had were mothers already. Like, this was not even going to happen. Right. And then we get to jury selection. <laughs> So we learned it was hard to find jurors who weren't homophobic, boo-hoo. And the DA, of course, wasn't supposed to bring up their sexuality or what they did in their personal lives. But of course he did. Of course. Because stupid men. Right. They describe them as gay, sexual, lesbian relationships. Ooh. Guys, it's a lot of words. get it. Also, I accept. Right. (laughs) That should be the answer always. Right, exactly. I don't care what you do as long as it's consensual. I don't give a hoot. And also if they're human. And of legal age. Right, legal age and human. (laughs) There's a couple of like, let's just check all the, like, let's just check the three I'm so mad. I'm like, I don't care. But wait, pulling myself back, (laughs) sitting down, grounding myself two feet on the floor. Yes. Consensual age, two humans who say, you're into this? Yeah. I'm into this? Yes. What's the safe word? Pineapple? Great. We got this. I don't give a hoot. (laughs) Not a hoot? Not Not a single solitary hoot. You guys do you. But don't give me junk science. No. Don't give me junk science. Uh. You guys, I love science. I won't stand for it. <laughs> I'm like a Patrick Octaves. Ooh, Ooh, welcome. Welcome. It's hard to be up here. I know, but and it's I'm also gonna be fun. tired tomorrow. <laughs> it's different from Ken Kratz. It feels nice up here. It's called a whistle register. I don't know how you stand this all day. <laughs> I just laughed so hard my ab worked. Ooh. My single ab. You're going to feel that tomorrow. I know. She's like, I've been sleeping. Leave me, leave me out of this. Where's my club? <laughs> Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm going to shut the I'm going to shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item, you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we go 
got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. I'm a baguette and yeah. I, we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Julian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand to, I swear. Yesterday, Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like, a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh, I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So, fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. So this is where we get the, the fact that the only evidence against the women was the testimony of the little girls, but there was also, like, f- some, quote, physical evidence. This? Yeah, I know. This is a through line, because this physical evidence comes back. Right. What happened was, these girls were examined by a doctor mm-hmm. who said that their body, their genitals showed signs of sexual abuse. Right. Which we'll get back to. Right. But that's, like, our expert friend Debbie t- tells us that th- the jury probably would not have been able to convict them without this, quote, physical evidence. Right, because as our, our friends are saying, like, the, the testimony of these, and you know, St- it's Stephanie, age 10, testifies. Right. And Vanessa, age 12 going on 13, testifies. Right. The testimony that was given was off the wall. You know, it was one gun here, three guns there. Then there was a knife involved. There was so many mistakes so there's someone who shows up, some another amazing woman expert. Yeah. Who's just like, if you took the the little girls out of it, Stephanie and Vanessa, it would just be some really poorly written like fanfic right. that like some straight dude <laughs> yeah. wrote about like what it's like when like four lesbian best friends get together. Right. Which, and it's like really what they were trying to do is like have a life and have a safe space that was full of love. And raise and these goddamn children. Totally. All of a sudden cut to like they're all found guilty. Liz is found guilty for 37.5 years because she was tried separate right. from the other three. Yeah. And then the other three are sentenced to 15 years. Anna, Christy, and Cassie. They were also, by the way, offered a plea deal that they declined to take. Because after Liz was convicted, they were like, fuck this. Dude. Yeah. We're standing together. This never happened. And yeah. that's amazing. So here's the thing. Uh huh. So Liz, who was sentenced to 35 and a half years, yes. she's in prison. For whatever reason, I don't know how or why, but Anna, Christy, and Cassie, who were sentenced to 15 years, are like out on bail. Yeah, they're they're like out on appeal. For some reason, like while they're appealing this case, they're out. They're not they don't have to go to jail yet. But and while Liz is in prison, yes. these three women The lesbian Nancy Drews! They are taking it to the goddamn <laughs> streets. They're like, no one was gonna help us. We had to help ourselves. They are investigating. Investa gay. Ooh, <laughs> hear Ro Bell. So they, and this is where we get that shaky camera. Yeah. Because they actually went back to the apartments where this crime supposedly took place. But the apartments are gone. They've right. been torn down. They meet this like weird random hippie who I swear wandered away from the Rashnishis. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was just like, what? But he, he, <laughs> ellipsis, what? But he had, he happened to have lived there right. in the same apartments. So, but they have on camera like I don't I don't know who it is we don't know whose voice it is but it's one of one of our girls saying like so uh how thin were the walls? And he's like, oh, dude, super thin. Like, you could hear everything. <laughs> the human activities that were going on next door, 
So if someone was like screaming and being tortured and sexually assaulted, like, do you think anyone would hear it? And he was like, bro, what? Like, totally. <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, should I should I have agreed to be on camera for right. this? Like, why are you asking me this? But then they also ask him about the placement of the locks on the door. Because right. one of the girls said that the, they had locked the door and the door lock was so high that they couldn't reach it. And without any prompting, the guy's like, oh, no, it's like at your belly button. And he makes a point to say, like, you didn't have to raise your arm up to open the lock. Right, like, right, right. They're doing their best. But knowing that there's a ticking clock. Like, they're going to prison. It's also so tragic because they're saying that, like, we were also trying to spend time with our families. Right. And then, like, trying to say to our kids, like, I'm going to have to go away. They were very young, but I would still tell them that there was a possibility that I was leaving, you know, and that they would have to stay with my mom. Well, my kids were very, very close to Anna as well. They asked if they could stay with her. She was coming, too, so I had to explain that to them. It was it was brutal watching right. this. And then, you guys, they turned themselves in on the day that, like, today's the day they're going to jail. Right. I was hysterically yeah, crying. Totally. You hear Anna has a letter that she wrote to Cassie. Uh, My dearest Cass, I leave you now for the next 13 years to suffer in a cage, to conform to the codes and rules of prison life, to feel fear every day. I leave you, Cass sweet and innocent and soon you fueled with rage will change we've been devastated my love i'm sorry that i won't be there to protect you inside these prison walls and then you see them like turning around and getting the handcuffs put on you know it was like in the 54 episode where they were talking about how like they just weren't emotionally prepared for jail totally these women obviously have no idea what's about to happen to them yeah and we find out later in the documentary it's so heartbreaking. Inmates can't write letters to each other. I screamed. Did you know that? that? I did not know that. Me either. So, like, Anna and Cassie cannot communicate. You guys, remember the satanic panic that doesn't exist? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Breaking news. It's back again. Satanic. Here's a bullshit news story about something that doesn't exist. And guess what? Diane Sawyer's involved for whatever fucking reason. She fell for it, too. Tom. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been too long. Five minutes is too long. I know. <laughs> satanic cults, satanic ritual abuse has become the fastest growing and most controversial psychological phenomenon in the country. It's a modern twist to an ancient story. Taylor investigated their world of covens and sacrifices. The satanic panic is a real thing. Yeah. But this this idea of this like international global satanic right. cult is not a real thing. And Debbie just lays it out. She's like, this, and she even says, I know this sounds absurd. They really believe this in the 90s. So here's what like Debbie explains is that like they would this cult that doesn't exist. Right, it's not would, a real thing. Would infiltrate daycare centers all around the world <laughs> to not only abuse horribly abuse, but brainwash children. To be like, hey girl, I'll see you when you're 18. Yeah, yeah. And then snap their fingers. And then find the kids when they were 18. And then snap the fingers again and be like, five, six, seven, eight, in a cult. Right. And then the person who was old enough to realize that I should be in a cult now blindly walked to like the fucking Slender Mansion. Right. <laughs> that kind of insanity that they were yeah. just like, what? Okay, five, six, seven, eight, here I go. Yes. Like, and, and Debbie's like, as completely insane as this sounds, this belief 
got into child protection services, it got into police departments, it got into psychotherapy, it got into DA's offices. Scores of people were convicted who were just working in daycare centers and preschools on the basis of no conventional evidence whatsoever. But what we learn also is that this was disproportionately affecting the LGBT people. Right. It happened in Massachusetts is like their their big example. This this kid worked at a daycare. When he turned about 18, he came out to his friends and family. The parents of the of the kids in the daycare found out that he was gay, freaked out, Ugh. and then came for him and then like accused him of being an, a, a Satanist. I don't understand what the connection is. I know. Like being like being gay is awesome. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, being queer is amazing. Also, being interested in whatever you want to be interested in is also awesome. I don't know why you have to go to the bad part of all of it. I know. And then connect the gays <laughs> with the occult. Like, I don't understand. And you guys, like, again, if it sounds sensational, just give it a goog. Right. <laughs> or back in the day, if they didn't have a goog, yeah. pick up the phone and maybe say, doesn't this sound crazy, <laughs> Susan? Karen, doesn't this sound nuts? <laughs> Karen? <laughs> Karen and Susan, get on the phone and, and share notes. It didn't happen. You love your gays. Oh don't God, don't fight it. Of course. Karen and Susan have great hair because they're gays. Of course. Well, back well, actually, if we're talking about this, in the 80s, you know, they had bangs and a fucking perm. Got and their it. gay Salvatore is responsible for that shit. <laughs> don't blame the Italians. <laughs> Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item, you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box Steve tore actually Golden tore it open he was like Golden smelled the bread tore the mm-hmm. thing open we popped the baguette right in the, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds and you've been dying to talk about this for weeks like you, this is the real deal fam Jillian's like signed up for this for life yeah Mike may I'm not kidding my hand to, I swear yesterday <laughs> Mike was just like I'm a little hungry like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had and I'm like we have to order more because uh-huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it so fam you can fully customize Customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants yeah. in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. So just real quick, a reminder, the pediatrician who did the examination on the two girls who are accusing our four women. Yeah, the, one, the pediatrician who said that there was evidence of sexual assault. Dr. Kellogg. Yeah. Kellogg. Like the cereal. <laughs> she said in her notes, possible satanic abuse. She wrote that in her notes. Wrote it in her notes, Can guys. you imagine? No, no, I cannot. So you know who also didn't buy it for a goddamn second? Who, that Canadian? Daryl Otto, <laughs> who's like a research scientist. He's not like, he's actually a research yeah. scientist from Canada. Seven years ago this month, I came across a story about four women who'd been accused of this, this bizarre sexual assault on two little girls in Texas. And I'd, I'd been doing some research on that type of crime. And this one just didn't make sense. And so I started doing research. 
and I came across a video in, in the library in the college where I teach about female sex offenders, more specifically women who, who offend against children. So he tells us some cold hard facts. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he... You guys take notes. Get your pen, pencil, something to write on, yeah. something to write with. Here we go. <laughs> Only 5% of sex offenders are women. That makes perfect sense. That actually sounds high to me, but uh-huh. okay. But even then, most of them are adult women with younger boys, which he calls like a teacher lover thing, which yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear that <laughs> phrase ever again, even though Daryl, like what yeah. you're doing is great. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you get our girls out of here, but like I don't ever need to hear teacher lover totally. ever again. <laughs> but what his point is, this does not fit a pattern. No, because he also says that when there is an instance of a, of a woman abusing a young child, she has severe mental illness. That's what the science tells us. And so what we're seeing with these four women does not fit any pattern. Like this is just ringing all the garbage bells in his head. Right. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to put pen to paper. I'm going to write these women. And he's saying this could not have happened. It took me a long time to understand everything. How did this get past the media? I mean, how did this get past the jury? How did this get past the appeals process? How did this get past their defense lawyers? Also, he lives in the Yukon with sled dogs. Don't cut that. I know. That's really important. It's amazing. You know know he's a good person, you guys. He's really just trying to do good for the world. Those sled dogs, and really, they just want to work. They're so good. You and Ashley, my two favorite girls, you, Ashley from Crime Junkie, you honestly like dogs more than people. I've never argued with you about this. So, you guys, enter the Innocence Project of Texas. Listen, I've got one note about this. I know. You think he's so hot, right? This guy from the Innocence Project, (laughs) I put this note in the group. He's talking about the Innocence Project and, like, the 10,000 cases that they've been asked to look into. He's standing there holding a cup of coffee, looking like a million dollars. This guy is fit for Jesus. He's got tattoos on his arms. And my notes just say, why does he have a shirt on? Next note. But seriously, how do we get a shirt off? Ellipsis. What? <laughs> and we learn that, like, not just your hottie is saying this. Yeah. But a couple of angry people, Jeff and Mark, our other friends who are not interviewed with your hottie. What's his name? I don't know. Who <laughs> it doesn't knows? matter. It doesn't matter. Who he doesn't cares? have a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that face. So the two that you're talking about are their lawyers. Right. They're the lawyers for the Innocence Project. And these guys are whip fucking smart. Yeah. And they have no goddamn time for your shit. And they're saying, like. If, if, if this was an easy case, someone would have snapped it up a long time ago, probably. If this was a case that involved DNA and just a DNA test, but it's a very difficult case without a magic bullet such as DNA. This is a case in which no crime at all occurred. I hate everything now. Uh, Me too, but I love that we're in Texas and this one lawyer says... I look at these cases as a great chance to show a deeper, more persistent bias in the criminal justice system, a bias against gay people that I think we refuse to admit. And he says, he kind of says this as an aside, it's something like, like Kathleen Zellner would say. Totally, I thought that too. He says a lot of lawyers jump into these cases thinking that because their client is innocent and their cause is just, they're going to win. And he's like, that is so far from the truth. And he's like, if people only knew how little justice actually happened in the court system, we'd all throw ourselves off a cliff. Yeah, he's like, you probably... I mean, amass- I'm paraphrasing, but... Yeah, he's like, you'd probably amass at court- courthouses with lighted torches. I was like, that sounds like a good idea. So tomorrow at noon? I know. <laughs> so we hear a phone call from one of the lawyers. Oh my God. Well, I know. We're here. We're here. August 4th, 2012. Yeah. Hey, Deb. Uh, this is Mike Ware. It's uh, Saturday morning, about 9.45. I just got off the phone from Stephanie. Uh, Jeff and I are talking about driving out to Houston tomorrow to talk to her. She's uh, ready to make this right, get her aunt out of prison. 
it's all pretty exciting. Give me a call. So Mike and Jeff, the lawyers, the anger lawyers from the Innocent Project, who I love. Like, I'm not saying angry in a bad way. It's just like, girl, we need your anger. Yeah. They meet with Stephanie. Stephanie, one of the accusers who testified on the stand all this crazy shit that never happened. She was the younger one. She was like the nine-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. She's all grown up now, and she has some shit to say. And then we see her. They're like in the coffee shop, and it's like, here she is, boys. Like, here she is. Like, And the audio of this is awful, so it's hard to hear exactly what she says. at a a crowded coffee shop? Why the Fucking, and they're trying to record it too. It's I know. not just our audio. Why couldn't you have met her where we met you in the documentary? Right. Like, bring her to the Innocence Project. Exactly. Where, like, we... Why don't you start at the beginning? Um, or wherever you think is a reasonable place to start. Okay, so with me and my sister had dolls, you know, Barbie dolls. We're young, we're stupid, we're going to experiment, we're going to see what you show us. You know, and my grandma caught us. And they locked us in a room. They sat there for, I don't know, what seemed like forever. Like, what happened there? What happened there? You know something happened there. Yes, you know something happened there. Which, nothing happened. And we told them nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. I don't fully understand the story that she tells. I had to Google it because I rewound this a bunch of times. Okay, then you explain that. So Stephanie was saying that she and her sister were playing with Barbie dolls. Uh Uh-huh. And she says... I don't know if it's the editing or her storytelling. I didn't understand this. But she's like, you know, we were young and stupid and experimenting and we were caught. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not clear on what this means. Right. But whatever they were caught doing, their grandmother was super mad about it. They were locked in a room. Yeah. And their grandmother and their father, Javier, was like, what the fuck happened? You were at Liz's a couple days ago with all those lesbians. lesbians. This is where you learn this. Now, I rewound this way too many times. I asked Super Hot Husband Mike about it. Yeah. He didn't know. I Googled I did, it. I looked at I was like, I don't know what's happening. But what happens later is that one of the guys from the Innocence Project kind of clears it up. What they were sa- what they were doing was sort of just like have making their Barbie dolls have sex with each other and experimenting oh. in that way. Oh, it was not at all clear. No, yeah. But the and what she's saying, like we were young and stupid and experimenting and we were caught, right? Sounds a lot worse than like <laughs> yes. a couple hot naked Barbies. <laughs> so they like locked them in the closet and they forced them to say they were like, hey, "Where did you learn that?" And they were like, "I don't know. We're kids." It was and the whoa. grandmother and their father yelling at them, right? Basically inventing a story right this is th- these are the seeds planted about how javier is a piece of shit but i have come to him in the past and i've told him that i don't remember anything happening to me and he says it did you're stupid you don't know you don't know anything and i said i do remember i said i asked him i said how is it i remember all the good things she's put me through but never the bad things and he says that i'm crazy because I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just crazy. So you guys, like, we're kind of off and running here. Yeah. Because suddenly it's like the ADA is letting the Innocence Project look at all their files. So the people who put the women away are now being like, no, 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 we're here for this. And even the the lawyers for the Innocence Project are like, they're being really cooperative. Yeah, even the unscreened text is like, shockingly. Yeah. I think what's happening is that the world has changed. I think that, like, if you review this case, you're like, oh my God, we put these women away for being lesbians. Yeah. We don't hate that so much anymore. But what's interesting is that so the parole board approves 
Anna's release. Yeah. Which is shocking and just kind of comes out of nowhere to everybody. It, because you're thinking like, oh, she's getting out because the niece came forward and said that it didn't happen. That's not what's happening but here. It's, but Anna is not the aunt. Right. Liz is the aunt. Right, exactly. So it's like, why Anna? Well, we find out that Cassie's been acting out. So if there's any good behavior time, Cassie's not getting that. Sure, sure, <laughs> so sure, sure. Anna might have just been on her best behavior, so she would have been the most eligible. Right. And it's also like Anna feels this like this incredible guilt. Last night, I got the official notice that I made parole. How can it be? I had my mind set on doing two more years, and now it's two months. I have a lot of questions about this. Why did I make parole? My heart hurts when I think of Cass, Liz, and Chris. I don't want to leave them behind. It doesn't feel right. Why should I be the one to leave? Cass and Liz have children. Haven't they suffered enough? So now we're at Anna's house and like the mom and like Anna's sister-in-law who yeah, we, we've never met before. They're like getting the whole house ready for her. And the sister-in-law is so excited. It's very sweet. And I haven't seen her where I can be able to hug her because she's been behind the glass. So I'm going to finally get to hug her and I'm like not going to let her go. <laughs> Okay, you're taking the blankets for her? Yes. In case she gets cold? Yes. Okay. So we're taking the blankets. I got everything in the car. They're driving to the prison to pick up Anna. And, like, you're seeing Anna be walked out. They literally walk her to the gate of the prison. And they're like, bye. And just like that, she's out of prison and in the real world. She's in that car for one minute before she is hissed. Hysterical in her mother's lap. In her mother's arms. Yeah. I, I just say in my notes, this car reunion, I can't. I know, I know. But you know, you could see it on her face, and this is why I love Anna so much. You could see it on her face like, I'm out here, but like, I'm not going to like have a real life until everyone else is right, out. Right, right, exactly. You could tell the minute she's like, she's tasting that air, she's chewing that gum, and yeah. she's having her moment, and God bless her, she should. Yeah. But she's like, oh, I'm... I'm ready to fight. Like, you can kind of hear this, like, rally cry in her head. Like, totally. she's ready to go. There are three other women behind bars. And I don't feel complete without them until they are home and we get exoneration of this. You guys, we meet Javier. Should we do a slow bell or, like, a just... Out- <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't know if it's a garbage bell for me. He does not look like what I thought he was going to look like. No, I know. He looks like a schlubby guy. He looks like a guy who still, in 2019, has, like, that beeper holder. <laughs> <laughs> and like like the 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 earpiece for his phone, and even when we see him in twenty fifteen or whatever it is, he has like that briefcase. So it's yeah. like, why do you fucking have a briefcase? I know, you I know. So we get so we get this interview with Javier, like to camera, like this bitch agrees to be like, yeah, no, I'll sit and talk with you. And again, I don't know what he's talking. He, he's talking shit about Stephanie. I feel like you have something to hide. No, nothing. No. Do you have something to fear? No, no, no. I, I and this is when I tell Stephanie. Stephanie, whatever it is you're going to do, do it more quickly. That's what I say to Stephanie. And, but understand, Stephanie, that when you do this, you got to be, you got to remember what you're going to do and what's going to come to be. You're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to live with it. You got to remember, Stephanie, you know, you have to remember what's going to go on. And then when you remember, and then when that thing comes to be, you have to remember what that means. And remember, that's what I told her. And so I told her, you just, you know, it's just my hands are clean. And I just told her she's got to remember. And I don't remember what I told her to remember. But I just, you have to remember, Stephanie, that if you remember, they'll remember. And they're going to remember. So now we meet Mary Burdett, who I 
think that she's a social worker. Yeah, she's like hired by the Innocence Project of Texas to investigate the case. Yeah, so she's telling us like, yeah, this Javier character, he's a little sketchy. Well, here's what I love about Mary. No time for your shit. <laughs> she like suddenly is like at a diner with Serafina, the grandmother. Right, exactly. Who also was like in all the paperwork, like the grandmother who locked them in the closet, who was like all these lesbians did this horrible stuff to right, you. exactly. So Mary is trying to, not gotcha, not <laughs> Seraphina necessarily, but just get her to tell the truth. So maybe gotcha right. because she lied the first time. Yeah. You know, I spent several hours with Javier. He says he doesn't know what happened to his daughters. They never told him. I didn't hear anything. They never told me anything. My mom and I never discussed it. I was didn't hear a word of trial. He said I wasn't there. I had to sit in another room. Mary Beth is trying to get to the bottom of like, did Javier and the grandmother Serafina feed these girls a story to then tell to the police or whatever or did the girls really suffer this experience and told the true story right and Serafina and Javier are just trying to not get in trouble now that one of the girls has spoken out right so he's saying like I I didn't tell them anything I didn't even ask them any questions I took I called the police the police told me to take them to the doctor but his reasoning is so weird yes because he's like I wanted to remain fair and impartial to everything I didn't want people to say, well, this is what you said to them. I did nothing other than take them to where I was instructed. They did the interviewing. They did the questioning. But when you cut to his original statement to the police, they highlight, I asked, I asked, I asked, I asked. I asked and I then asked. I said, and then, and then she I said, said and yeah. Then, yeah. Javier fed them a fucking story. And he knows he's busted now. Right. Like the other axe to grind he had with these women. Was, remember Ugh. that he had written letters to Liz when she was like a kid. Oh, a teenager? A teenager. And, right. and she'd rebuffed him and been like, I'm not that into you. And also her like niece-in-law, his niece-in-law or whatever. Right, exactly. And so Liz's mother has the original letters and she tells the story about confronting him and he's just like it wasn't me I don't know what you're talking I didn't write those letters that's he was not like, me I, these letters just appeared out of nowhere out of goddamn thin air right and it is it is it is a mystery and I and, and it's it's you gotta remember when it's a mystery and it's like who are you I mean actually he's he might as well be standing up and walking in circles as right. he's talking because I'm like girl you're just gotta chase those words like what it's are true. you saying they didn't just appear he's like my sweet angel Javier Limon, like his full oh, name. It's it's awful. It's so, so disgusting. Gross. Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item, you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I, we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds and you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like, a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had and I'm like, we have to order more because I don't <gasps> know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully cut 
customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Can we just go back to this junk science real quick and then yes. and then wrap it up because I can't. So what what we're learning now from our friends at the Innocent Project and and Debbie is is like back in the day people like Dr. Nancy Kellogg. The, she was one that said there was there was evidence of sexual assault and satanic panic and satanic, and satanic pa- she abuse. Wrote that in her like, notes, in her oh note, like Kellogg as in serial wrote right. in her scientific <laughs> notes. And Satan was at work. Like right. bitch, are you kidding me? I know. When they would examine a child who was who was accusing someone of sexual assault, they would always study it against this like perfect pristine model yeah. of what and it sounds creepy to say, but like what a per, like what a pristine child's genitalia should look like. Oh, God, God, <laughs> oh. but science, of course, has evolved, and it's like no, like it, that's not it. Like just because something was off a little bit doesn't mean sexual assault and or Satan had a hand in any of it. <laughs> right, because our friend Doctor Doctor. Debbie, I'm assuming she's yeah, a doctor, yeah. maybe she's not, whatever, author Debbie. Queen Debbie, whoever. Right. She's saying that like over the years they've examined thousands of young girls, it's not uniform, and, and we now know that what the pediatrician saw on these two girls in this case was not a sign of sexual assault. And this Dr. Kellogg actually impeaches herself. By, she recants. Yeah, by signing an affidavit saying I was wrong. And good for her. Yeah. Honestly. And so then it's like, Breaking news, the remaining three of the San Antonio Four have filed motions about the new evidence and affidavit. And then we get, like, cut to Anna at the diner with her new girlfriend, Denise. I know. Hey, guys, hope, you, hope you're doing well. If you're not, good for you, whatever. And then it's suddenly, like, again, like, the anti-making a murderer. It's, like, a couple weeks later, like, Anna walks Cassie, Liz, and Christy out of prison This was like moment four of me face down on the desk sobbing. I mean, it is to see them all like holding hands together. Yeah. And meeting, like, I mean, Cassie's like, I'm your grandmother. I mean, meeting I know. their family, clutching their parents, it's, clutching it's, each other. It's also just amazing the way that these women have all stayed friends. Yes. Over the years. Without communicating. Without communicating. <laughs> but then... We get this, we get like a solid 10 minutes of the reality show. Of, of them these, like playing pool? These four lesbians just out in the world drinking beer, playing pool. Out and about. And they're like, we want to get exonerated, but first, <laughs> we gotta hang for a little bit. Because they truly were each other's chosen family. They and were. And it's so beautiful that like they, they really did pick up right where they left off. And they all look and remind me so much of the lesbians I grew up with. It's yes. just, I'm, I'm watching them, they're like at this gay bar playing pool. Then we find out that Christy and Anna are like suddenly in a relationship and like super bickery which I'm so here for <laughs> well it's like the, the filmmaker like corners them and it's like what's it like to be in a relationship we ended up being in a relationship <laughs> how was that well it was kind of weird at first right well actually we fought it right a little bit I don't know Christina <laughs> Why does it really going to be on me? Because I've been talking about it all. You, I mean, your view has to be seen No, too. I don't think it was weird. And I'm we, like, wait, did they hook up in 
prison because the way like Chrissy is like, well, it was forbidden at first, but right. like the first time was really intimate. I was like, what in the shower? I know. <laughs> I know, and it's amazing because they are Anna's trying to get Chrissy to agree that it, it's weird, and like they they tried to not do it, and Chrissy's like, no, I'm super into this. Yeah, and she's like, you should probably have a say in our story. Right, like, totally. It's so adorably bickery. It is. Um, I, I texted you. I was like, I'm totally down for the Chrissy Anna reality show that's happening in the last 20 yeah, minutes. And then I was like, no, I know the whole thing where it's like, no, you should. No, I will. Okay, right. you should. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Like I'm upset. Like that's what a real marriage is, by the way. One hundred percent. Just like, should I? Are you going to? Don't forget about Zola, you guys. Yeah. Well, can you for once in your life? Well, I do all the time. Well, can you do it finally? I mean, the cameras are here. That's marriage, everybody. Totally. So then the whole point is like, yeah, this is all fun and games. We want to get exonerated. Yeah. Guess what, guys? No spoilers. They get exonerated. (laughs) They go in front of the same judge that they had been in front of when they got like sentenced or Uh whatever. Yeah. We learned that there are three ways that this can go. They can be found actually innocent which is exoneration, a judicial finding of actual innocence. The court can find that there, for whatever reason, is not enough evidence of actual innocence, but they could find that they are still entitled to a new trial uh, because they had an unfair trial. And, and of course, the third um, possibility in the universe of possibilities is that they could be denied all relief and have to return to prison to finish out their sentences. And so this judge finds that, like, though they were treated badly, there wasn't enough evidence to exonerate them completely. I know, ding him, give him a ding. But he says, you know, that they they do deserve a new trial, which is a big bummer. Yeah, it's not what I wanted to hear. When it was, when we heard, it's like junk science, the Innocence Project, like Stephanie recanted. It's like, are you fucking kidding me, girl? I know, I know. But you know what? It, get, it gets bumped up a notch to the next, like, higher court. Right. This movie ended too abruptly. If yeah, I'm being honest. Totally. But it we get all of a sudden this on-screen text. Yeah. And they get like to the shock of everybody, they're fully exonerated. I say in my notes, guess what? The I Criminal know. Court of Appeals says they are fully innocent. They're totally exonerated. And this is where I'm gonna play the West Wing music underneath it, because I didn't for 54. The text from the opinion says those defendants have won the right to proclaim to the citizens of Texas that they did not commit a crime, that they are innocent, that they deserve to be exonerated. These women have carried that burden. They are innocent and they are exonerated. This court grants them the relief they seek. They are exonerated. They are exonerated. You never, we never get never. that. Never, never. But never. also, then the movie's just over. <laughs> like, there's no, we don't find out what happened to fucking Javier. Look, Javier should be in prison for bullying people. Like, he, like, obstruction of job. I don't know what the term is, but or, like, he should be, I don't know, punished for something. I totally agree. I just want to know, like, that's, we don't even see their reaction right. to the court's opinion. Totally. We don't get five more minutes with Anna? I mean,. I'm here for that reality show, Andy, <laughs> at Andy Bravo. I think he's just at Andy. Come on, Bravo. Come on, Bravo. What are you doing? Enough with the housewives. Let's get the San Antonio 4 on here. Oh, girl, we did it. Listen, I really, like, 90% love the movie. I wanted five more minutes. I mean, you never say that. I know. So... I know that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, it was really, it was super emotional. I loved, I loved these women. I was heartbroken and horrified by so many things. But then by the end of it, you know, you're slow clapping to the West Wing and you're just like, yes, and they're (laughs) They were exonerated. I want to know where they are. I want to know what became of them. Like, I really, I just want like the sequel. Yeah, someone call us. I know. You guys, come see us live at our Pride Show in June. Yeah, speaking of. Oh my God, there's so much gay (laughs) stuff lately. Oh my God. 
my God. So excited. I mean, here for it. June 29th, Saturday, the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Mm-hmm. It's going to be our best show ever. 600-seat theater girl. I mean... Come meet your fellow TCO fans. Uh, meet our drag queens that are going to be hanging out. Come perfect. see our comic. It's going to be the best. Come on the Pride Tours that day. I'm just, I'm so excited for it. Yeah, and it's the anniversary to the day, everybody. I know, I I I really want to stress that. I feel like we haven't been stressing that enough. Uh, Check out our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash truecrimeobsessed or go to truecrimeobsessed.com and then click on the Patreon link. Yep. We have so much here for you. For five bucks, you get, oh my God, (laughs) 20 episodes of Making a Murderer, the first season of Serial, The Jinx. The Staircase. The Staircase. All of our, like our first two full bonus episodes of like Madonna Sugar Dare, the Queen of Versailles. Yeah, a bunch of like hangout fun bonus episodes with us. Our live shows? Our live shows, the videos of them. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And then ad-free stuff uh, from Ted Bundy Tapes on. Yeah. And Lorena coming up soon. Lorena is our very next thing we're covering on Patreon. You guys, just a reminder, we're running our very first contest ever. We're giving away our original Garbage Bell. The the OG. I'm going to be sad to see I her know, go. I know. She needs to go to a good home. I She's know. Tired. I'm happy to send her up to the farm. I'm happy. Yes. You guys, go to iTunes, review us five stars, write at least one sentence about what you love about our show. Mm-hmm. On May 17th, we're going to gather our top 100 favorite reviews. We're going to pull a name out of a hat. Yeah. If you've already reviewed us on iTunes, just, just make sure you have your Twitter or Insta handle so we can find you. Yeah, we have to be able to get in contact with you, girl. Yeah, and if you've already reviewed us, just go back and edit it. Add your Twitter or Insta handle. Yeah. And if you're not on iTunes, fear not. This is just our first of very, very, very many. No, don't worry. We're gonna we're we're here for everybody. So yeah. don't worry. You guys, I am so excited to tell you what we're doing next. We are doing Oxygen's The Disappearance of Maura Murray. Okay, so how are we so explain to me again how okay. we're how we're gonna do this. So you can see all of the episodes for free on oxygen.com. You can watch it for free, you don't have to pay a dime. Mm-hmm. It's six episodes. We are gonna do it in two episodes. Okay. Back to back. Okay. So three episodes. Per one episode of TCO. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's good. You guys, I'm obsessed. Everyone's obsessed with Maura Murray. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Okay. I can't wait. Uh, you guys, our palate cleanser is going to be yes! celebrating the lesbians. Yay! The prom or fun home. I haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. We'll see when we get there. Yeah. And also at Ted and Michael for Super Hot Husband Mike's uh, super funny and weird new podcast. Yes. Go find it, you guys. You guys, I'm obsessed with you. Stay tuned for our outtakes. Stay tuned for the trailer for the Maura Murray doc. And stay tuned for our palate cleanser. I mean, I'm going to be here. I don't know if anyone's (laughs) going to join me. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. We don't know where she is. We don't know where she was going. And we don't know what happened to her. The UMass college student hasn't been seen since she crashed on Route 112 in Woodsville. A witness saw her walking away from the accident. She was going to graduate into a nursing career. She was a role model for me. Such a driven individual. She didn't deserve any harm. <laughs> Where is Maura Murray? What happened to her? How does a person disappear when there's three people watching? Do you wish you had gone back? Sometimes I think that I may have disappeared too. Fred, what do you think happened tomorrow? Guy grabbed her and killed her. It makes you think that this is a serial killer. I think Maura found out she was pregnant. I'd like to think maybe she escaped. She wanted to start her new life somewhere. Mara, we knew, was completely different than what's come up in all of these theories. Sure enough, I started peeling back the layers, and I found all these secrets. It sounded like she was crying, and she mentioned something about her sister. Why are you upset with the police? I think they're hiding something. None of the police contacted me, and I'm her sister. You cannot trust anybody, her family, policemen, people who were on the scene. What did you do, mister? 
you will become obsessed with this case. If you haven't already, you will. This is a last ditch attempt to solve this case. And I just want to find the truth. Potentially, this could be the last piece of evidence that could help us link anything to Maura Murray's case. I really think you could find her. Did you see her freeze? That's the longest time you ever sat for a stakeout. What the hell is this? There he is. That's him. What's he running from? He f***ing knows. Where is my daughter? About the word heinous. I know. Well, you say it's, like, a, I said it's a, a you one word. episode where yeah. you were like, girl, you need to stop saying that word. I don't know what episode it was, but I said it a lot, and you were like, we get it. You <sighs> hate it. Where's my club? I say it, I say it to myself in the shower now. Guys. Where's my club? <laughs> High kicking. It's amazing. Can I tell you how boring my mom's life was? <laughs> God, she should be so lucky. I know. I will tell you that my mother just did nothing but listen to Chris Williamson, like read books about like the historical Jesus and burn patchouli. That's what my mom's lesbian life was like. Your mom is such an amalgam of all the things. I know. I love that she was super gay. Yeah, super religious. Super hippie, but super was just like, I want to hear about Jesus. My mom loved, My mom is obsessed with Jesus. She was a scholar. She was. Of she almost became an Episcopal priest. You think I don't listen when we record. <laughs> Can I just get a second opinion on the bananas? Yes, banana buffoonery that we, we have talk tomorrow. Alf is on. Alf, oh Alf. <laughs> he, Alf ate cats, <laughs> and I'm a dog person. But like, we're gonna sit down and be like, I can't speak to you right now about this other insane thing because Alf, who's an alien, who right. eats cats, is on. His real name was Gordon Shumway, and I have to deal with that. But I can't deal with this other totally unrealistic thing. Right? Yeah. No, not today, Karen. You know who can't also deal with it? <laughs> Our new best friend, Daryl Otto. Otto, Canada. inventor and crowds had nothing to get very worked up about. As soon as Otto came on the screen, I was like, I, Otto testing's been in my head all day now. Yeah. His inventions were failures, his future seemed bleak. He went to the opera at least twice a week. Dun 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 dun. Dun, dun. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Last night, I got so excited, I was too enthusiastic. Thank you for not laughing. Well, you laughed a little bit at one point when I was touching you and said I might lose consciousness, which you said was adorable. And I just have to trust that you don't think I'm an idiot or some kind of an animal. I never lost control due to overwhelming lust, but I must say that I'm changing my major to Joan. I'm changing my major to sex with Joan. I'm changing my major to sex with Joan with a minor in kissing Joan. Foreign study to Joan's inner thighs. A seminar on Joan's ass in her Levi's. Joan's crazy brown eyes Joan, I feel like Hercules Oh God, that sounds ridiculous Just keep on sleeping through this And I'll work on calming down So by the time you've woken up I'll be cool, I'll be collected And I'll have found some dignity But who needs dignity? Cause this is so much better I'm radiating happiness Will you stay here with me For the rest of the semester? We won't need any food 
will live on sex alone. Sex with Joan. I am writing a thesis on Joan. It's a cutting edge field and my mind is blown. I will gladly stay up every night to hone my compulsory skills with Joan. I will study my way down her spine, familiarize myself with her well-made outline while she researches mine. I don't know who I am. I've become someone new. Nothing I just did is anything I would do. Overnight, everything changed. I am not prepared. I'm dizzy, I'm nauseous, I'm shaky. I'm scared. Am I falling into nothingness or flying into something so sublime? I don't know. never leave this room how about we stay here till finals i'll go to school forever i'll take out a dementedly huge high interest loan because i'm changing my major to Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm going to shut the I'm going to shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our Wild Grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I, we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds and you've been dying to talk about this for a week. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little, hungry. like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had and I'm like, we have to order more because uh-huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants. 
yeah. in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout.